We're dark and will and we are off the rail, off the rails. And we are off the rails, off the rails. Yeah, off the rails. You're listening to Off the Rails, a podcast that hasn't aired in over two months. I'm Doug, and with me as always, welcome, William! Yeah. We're back. Doug, are you okay right now? I, I felt like you went pretty hard there. I want to yeah, make sure that we're easing back into it. Are you okay felt after that, that intro? Felt that, in the, felt that in the ankle. Yeah. That, that radiated all the way down the left leg. Yeah, now be careful. <laughs> Be careful. Be careful. It's good to be back. Yeah, it's, I tell you, it's been a struggle. Mm-hmm. It's been a struggle. I almost canceled on you again tonight. Oh, boy. But when I saw that, let's go. Yeah. I said, you yeah. know what? Let's go. Let's do it. Let's go. Let's do it. And here we are doing it again. Yeah, here goes nothing. As you said, that, that would be a, a good name for a pod. I think there's probably a pod out there called that. Here goes nothing. I like Here goes that. nothing. Here we go. Go ahead and let me know what's uh, on the um, what's it called? <laughs> what when uh, when you have like a, a script lined uh-huh. out for the show? The agenda. There we go. What's, what's on the agenda, Douglas? Well, I felt uh, we just do a, a quick update. A welcome back, an update as to why we've been gone for uh, two plus months. Um, I wanted to play some Dead or Alive tonight, but our host is not going to be available till after ten o'clock. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're not going to get in a game of Dead or Alive tonight. Um, so really, not much. Uh, I just want to kind of say uh, hi, let everybody know what's going on. Kind of want to talk to you about. Um, Woodstock 1999. Yeah, yeah. So you were watching that documentary. That's great. Because that shit floored me, and I've got fucking questions. And I can't believe we've never had a conversation. Or if we have, I don't we recall. Have. How- yeah. We- shit I saw in that documentary? No way. I'm, I'm sure we've had some Woodstock 99 discussions. I really have not stop talking about Woodstock 99 since I attended it. It's one of the most magical weekends of my life. Um, so I feel like some point between 2001 and 2005 when we actually lived in the same city, surely yeah. we had some Woodstock 99 conversations during that time. Well, we'll dive into that here in a little bit. Okay. Uh, and also, uh, what also got me kind of reinvigorated to get back uh, into this was I listened to the last two episodes of uh, no judgment, and yeah. uh, All right. I enjoy both of those episodes. And I had things that I that, but at this point in time, I can't remember uh, any of the things that I wanted to add. Um, well, so we appreciate you listening, Douglas. Thanks, thanks. You're welcome. Glad to glad to listen. Um, so yeah, I don't know. We've been gone since the last podcast we did, episode twenty three. Um, was for Richard's wedding in, we were in Mars, Iowa, in a hotel room doing our last podcast. That was um, the last one? 
That was the last one. Oh, man. In that long. Um, because I... So, second was my last normal day on this earth. Uh, where I could where I could walk around pain. Um, I've been out for every... doesn't know. A few people know, but not very many people. Uh, I've been down and out lower crippling back pain since May 22nd. Um, to the point where... Uh, I now have to use a walker to get around. Um, I've got my left leg is partially numb and weak. And without an aid to walk, I can't. uh, It's damn near impossible. So that just came out of the second. Um, So I went out that afternoon. I had some drinks. Um, me and uh, my boy Adam had a ride and went to a friend's house that we hadn't been to in a long time, the Star's house. Um, now, actually, we went, yeah, uh, I think we went to the Star's first. The Star's had put, and I put it on Snapchat. I don't know if you remember seeing this all these years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I Snapchatted 80 hot dogs. I there was that. Yep. Yep. So that was my last uh, of being out and about, and and I was in pain. That so I went to a we went to a friend's house. Those friends uh, did a little prank on a on a Roland from Roland Race News. Um, you can that's on Spotify. Um, Roland Race News. Uh, he put eighty hot dogs on sticks in his front yard. I don't know. I don't know why anybody would do, that, but they did it. And I thought it was hilarious. So we went to James' house and, and got together. Uh, we took two cars, parked in an alley uh, away from his house where he wouldn't see us, and gathered around his porch or his yard. Or uh, I stood by his porch, waited for him to come home to see his uh, his surprise, see his look. Um, well, <laughs> turns out I ruined everything. A dipshit, I snapchatted that and sent it out <laughs> to the world. Fucking blind guy James fucking saw my Snapchat and heard the stars in the background and knew that that was his yard and he knew exactly what he was walking home to. Um, which, fucking idiot. I, I really ruined that. Um, I remember that whole day, evening, my lower back was hurt, woke up stiff. I remember at Richard's wedding, my back was hurting, but I was able to, once we got up and moved and, you know, shit, we'd been drinking all day long. My, my back wasn't hurting any longer. Um, so anyways, so I've been having lower back pain for a while. Nothing terrible. It goes away during the day whenever you, you get moving and loosen things up. Um, so back to the 21st, I'm, I'm, Hanging out all day. My lower back's been hurting. Um, at the house with the hot dog, Frank, waiting for him to get home. Um, my lower back's really hurting me. Um, where it's forcing me to kind of try, try to stretch my back out, stand tall. Um, but it was I was struggling that evening. Um, I got home 12, 12.30 at night. I was standing in my kitchen having a snack. And as I'm standing in my kitchen, I'm realizing that it's getting more and more difficult to stand in my kitchen. Um, I'm, I'm hunching. I'm, 
it's forcing me to lean forward, hunch over. My back's killing me. I'm like, fuck, man, I got to go sit down. Uh, so I came to my couch, sat down, and I could not get comfortable for like the next hour. I just, it just got worse and worse. And I started feeling pain in my leg. My back was just, I couldn't get comfortable to save my life. So I was like, all right, fuck, go to bed. So I went to bed and, uh, and I, and it just, when I woke up, it was over. It was lights out. My back was fucking killing me. I was in excruciating pain, barely stand up. Um, walking was difficult. I gave shooting pain down my left leg. Um, my leg was losing. Pain. And I was like, this is just fucking terrible. So I stayed in bed that whole day. Um, I really didn't do much of anything. I, I literally stayed in bed um, for actually, like, I think the next two days. Um, but then I couldn't. Now my back was hurting to a point where laying down was impossible. I couldn't lay flat. I couldn't lay on my side. I couldn't lay on my stomach. Laying down was the just shot pains through my back and my leg. Actually, the pains were never ending. They just kept constant pain, pain, pain. So I go perch up on my couch. I'm sitting on the couch, and I'm just like, fuck, what am I going to do? It'll go away. I'm the type of guy that I don't fucking go to the hospital. I don't go to the doctor. I just, it'll heal itself. It'll go away in a few days. This isn't my first rodeo with back pain. I'm going to be fine. Uh, so I just, I just let it be. Well, <laughs> After a week, it hadn't gone away and, and was getting worse. Um, and it was just, uh, I can't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. I, I can't explain the pain um, that I was in. There wasn't a position that I could get in that was comfortable. I couldn't lay down any longer. So now I got to sleep sitting up. Um, my, my leg's killing me now. I got to the point where my left leg, my, like my hamstring, is that the one? Is that the one under your yes. hamstring, right? Quad, yeah. quadriceps. I think your your hamstring is probably the issue you're having there. Hamstring. It felt. It just felt like I was in having. You know, when you wake up at night and you're vicious hamstring crap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But I was in that for hours. It wouldn't go away. It would not go away. It was screaming, cramped. Felt like it was on fire. It wouldn't go away. I did not for probably four days, more than probably 10, 15 minutes at a time. And then I'd be up for hours. And then I'd just pass out for sheer exhaustion. And then the pain would shoot me awake. And then I would be up for hours again. Hmm. I couldn't. We, you know, we, you just stretch out your hamstring, make that cramp go away. It wouldn't go away to save my life. So... That gets us almost where I put up with that, and now I'm just doping up on on over the counter aspirin, uh, ibuprofen, and one of our friends, uh, mutual friend of ours, um, hooked me up with some muscle relaxers that he had. Uh, actually, take that back. A mutual friend of ours hooked me up with some pain pills on the third day, um, and those pain pills helped me for about ran out um and then another friend hooked me up with some extras and those helped a little bit but it got to the point where i just nothing was helping i said fuck it and like the end of of 
like the it was like June first, I think June second. I finally went to I went to urgent care, and I hobbled in there with two walking sticks. I didn't have a walker at this time. My mom's got some walking sticks, um, really nice, and they're like they look like ski poles. Um, and I and I had to use these walking sticks just to get into the to the doctor's office at urgent care. Uh, so I go to urgent care to see if I can get some help, see if I can get, see if I can get some sort of relief, see if I can get some sort of answers to what's going on. Because unfortunately, time is not healing these wounds like I figured it would. Um, I go into this goddamn urgent care place, uh, and I had to get up on that doctor's bed, that half bed that's uh, about two foot off, a foot off the ground. I was, it was a struggle to get onto that table because my left leg was virtually useless it was so numb and in pain that i couldn't put any pressure or weight on it um long story short i'm sitting in this urgent care facility the guy's asking me questions and i'm in so much pain that it's taking the breath away from me i can't i'm breathing heavy i'm sweating and he won't listen to me say that my back's hurt he's assuming something else is going on he's like uh why are you so out of breath man I'm like, because I'm in that much fun. He goes, yeah, but why are you out of breath? I'm like, because it's taking the breath away. I have to hold my breath in pain. He's like, why are you sweating like that? Hmm. Fucking, what is going on right now? I was like, well, let's talk issue with my back. He's like, well, I don't understand why you're so out of breath. And I'm like, well, I, what, I, <laughs> So I just keep repeating myself, and I'm getting a little more flustered when I'm saying it. He finally addresses the issue with my back. Uh, Starts asking me questions. Uh, does it hurt here? Does it hurt here? What's going on with this? I'm telling him, asking him, answering all these questions. Uh, he says, I could do an extra. There's probably nothing wrong. There's nothing broken. You didn't fall down. You didn't get in a car, uh, you know, an accident of some sort where you broke. Uh so that's the only thing that that's going to show is, is whether or not you've got a broken bone. Um, so I don't think we need to do an x-ray. Um, so he diagnosed sciatica, um, got me some boxers and sent me to, Ooh, did he give me muscle? Yeah, he got me most relaxers. And then he set up an appointment for a orthopedic specialist for the next week. Um, so Way on a Monday, um, which I had all of this mapped out on my calendar, my phone, and I don't want to touch my phone and make this shit go away. Sure. I go to the list. I have to be there at uh, 8.30 in the morning. This is on a Monday. I get there at 8 o'clock. Um, no, 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 no. What was it? God damn it. My, <laughs> at, my appointment was ungodly early. 7 30 and the door said they don't even knock and i'm like mother fuck all right no they don't open until 8 30 i called i tried to call the doctor's office the orthopedic doctor's office and you know say hey you guys got me scheduled for 7 30 according to your office you don't open until 8 30 but nobody answered so i'm like all right so then i called the uh the 
urgent care place. And I'm like, hey, you guys scheduled me for an appointment at this time. And she looked and she's looking, yeah, she goes, that's this. And I was like, well, they don't open for a whole nother hour. I just want to make sure that I'm even supposed to. Long story short, <laughs> nothing's going to be short. Long story short, I've been off the air for two and a half fucking months. I can't make a short story. Um, open. They're open the whole time. I go inside at 8.30. And she's like, oh, we had you scheduled for 7.30. I'm like, yeah, but you don't open until 8. And she goes, no, that's just what time our phone lines turn on. <laughs> and I'm like, why does the internet say that you don't open until 8.30? No, that's just what time our phones turn on. I'm like, motherfucker. So now back to, and they let and they keep me in there because they can see that I'm in dire I'm fucking sweating, can't breathe. I've got two walking sticks. I I look like I'm about to fall over at any second because I probably was about to fall over at any second. Um, so they let me stay. <clears throat> I've got these two doctors that are just rushed. Come in, he starts with the the PA, the assistant comes in. So if the doctor's busy with somebody else, I'm going to help you right now. Ask you some questions uh, before he. Same questions. What's going on? I give him the rundown. Happened on May 22nd. Blah, 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 blah. I give him the full rundown. This is what's hurting. My whole lower back. I can't walk. The leg, it's numb. It's hurting. It feels like it's constantly on fire. Da, 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 da. And he's like, well, that's it's not good. Let's wait for the doctor. He comes in and says, well, let's go do an x-ray. Um, and then we'll have to get an done probably. So I go get an x-ray done. He looks at the x-rays. He goes, yeah. It's right here in the L3, L4 of your lumbar and your lower back. You have five lumbars, L1 through five. He says, it's right here on your L3, L4. You can see where they were close to cramping and probably pinching nerves. Um, he says, but I can't see your nerves. I can't see anything. See if it's a bulging disc or herniated disc. You have to do an MRI. I was like, okay. So they scheduled for me, scheduled me for an MRI because they it's got to be done at a different location. Uh, appointment is for another week away. So I've gone to urgent a week, went to the orthopedic, got to wait another week, go to the MRI. I'm in excruciating pain this entire time. Pain pills, just taking muscle relaxers that really don't do a, a damn thing. And I'm doubling up, tripling up on my script on the, on the muscle relaxers. Stupid. I'm lucky it didn't relax me dead uh, to the point of. So I go to this place to get my MRI. Uh, <laughs> I've got to walk a mile to get to the machine. I'm dying. I'm hurting. I get into the MRI room. She's like, lay down on this table. I'm like, I can't lay down on the fucking table. That's the worst pain I'm in, is when I lay down. I'm like, What's the machine? She's like, uh, probably a little over half an hour. I was like, so I have to lay down on the table and be in the worst pain I've ever been in my life for over half Just Yes. I was like, oh, my God. I lay down. I put a pillow underneath my legs, a big, a big wedge pillow thing um, to elevate my legs, and that was the difference. It made the pain go away. I was like, oh, that's magical. How <laughs> come told me of this trickery, this sorcery, for the last three, four 
four weeks. Uh, so they put some headphones on loud, and I've done an MRI before, uh, like five years ago, a little tube MRI, and this was an open MRI. Uh, I put the headphones on, and she starts putting me, go, I start going into this MRI first, and it's, it's a top. I'm getting wedged in this goddamn machine from the top. I, I feel it's an open MRI, but the top to the bottom had me sitting on a table vice, and it was just putting pressure on my stomach, pushing down. I felt like I was trapped in a table vice. Just, it was the most claustrophobic, uncomfortable, scary feeling like I'm not going to be free. I'm goddamn vice grip, and after about 30 Get me out of here. Get me out of here. I can't do this. Get me out of here. She hadn't even turned the machine on yet. And I'm freaking the fuck out. I'm like, I can't. No, I can't do it. Um, and she's like, well, um, this is our only option. And uh, fucking suck it up. You can do this. You're not trapped. You can get out of it when you i couldn't physically get out i wanted on my own uh so i like you got to do this you have to get this mri mri this is the only way you're going to get any answers as to what's going on with you so i let me in this machine a second time and it was worse than fucking first mm. just freaked out i couldn't do it i couldn't ramped wedge trapped stuck in this machine Power. Um, now I'm just fucking pissed. I'm sitting. I'm I'm sitting up now. They have they help me up. They pull me up. I'm sitting on the edge of the MRI table, and I'm just I'm mad at myself. And they're like, "It's all right. You're it's fine." And also, like, okay, man, if you're not doing it, get up and go. We got we got get in this fucking machine. Let's move it. Do it or don't do it. Uh, I can't do it. So I, I walked a mile back uh, to the to my car. Car. I thought I was going to fall out uh, from using this fucking walker. I hadn't walked that far with the walker, and I'm basically holding my whole body up with my arm when I'm using that walker I, at that time. And so arms felt like they were going to fucking give out like halfway to my car. And I'm like, oh fuck, this isn't good. This isn't good. I'm not going to fall fall because my fucking arms have given out and it's going to be terrible. Pissed off. I don't know what to do. I can't. I don't have any MRI, so I don't have any answers as to what's going on. So now I'm in limbo. I don't do anything. I just fucking sit on my couch and sulk and pout and heat. I see popping fucking aspirin like tanks. Um, I'm taking these muscle relaxers. And just hoping that it'll, it'll fucking it'll heal itself. The magical healing power work there, mysterious, mysterious ways, and I'm going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Well, now my birthday week is almost July 16th, and I and I'm like, well, fuck me, man. This this is this is just absolute misery. This isn't. I'm not. It's not, it's not getting better. And my birthday's coming up. <laughs> 
So I finally, and oh, I, my bad. I've also gone to a chiropractor. I went to a chiropractor after I went to the uh, the uh, emergency care place. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, a few days later, I went to a to a chiropractor guy. He was terrified. He I told him all the what the pain was, what the symptoms were, um, and then he lays me down in bed to like lift my legs and do some shit and the noise and the fucking grimaces and the sweating and the breathing and he was just like yeah and I had told him I have a specialist appointment tomorrow and he's like yeah I'm not doing anything I'm not touching you you go to the orthopedist and if they say the answers come back to me then you come back to we can do well since I didn't get the MRI done, I didn't go there and do anything. Um, so it's the week of my birthday, my 16th week. I'm like, fuck it, I gotta go. like, like it's gonna be a mystery fix. I'm like, I can't be crippled on my birthday, I gotta go out and get you have a good time, you gotta celebrate. Mm-hmm. Birthday. Go to the chiropractor, I go to a new chiropractor, I see this fucking chiropractor. You know how the algorithm works. You Google something, and your phone and your computer and your all your social media is going to be inundated sure. with sort of commercial that involves that Google. And so I had Googled uh, so, yep. uh, prior to that chiropractors in my area. I just get inundated with chiropractor advertisements, and I keep seeing this one chiropractor uh, commercial adver- advertisement on my Snapchat and my Facebook and my Instagram. I'm like, damn, this guy is really pushing to get people into his facility. And I'm, and he's showing his patients, which was a lot more involved than the first chiropractor I went to. So the first chiropractor I went to was like an empty-ass hollow building with a table in it and, a, and one of those round exercise balls. And that's it. <laughs> They opened, a, they opened a chiropractor facility in a goddamn storage unit. Um, and so I'm watching these commercials, these, these advertisements, and I'm like, man, this guy, you know, he's got the equipment. He looks like he knows. And he's offering me a first-time go of $27. <laughs> I'm in. I'm going to go check this guy out. His internet special. I go to this guy's place, the second guy, and He's he's involved. He's asking questions. X-rays that I had from the orthopedic dude. Um, he took some extra more X-rays, um, and he says, uh, "You know, I think we can we can get you taken care of. Um, once you come back in tomorrow, we'll go over your X-rays and uh, we'll make a game plan." He's like, "But I'm not I'm not concerned. I can I'll off that walker and we'll get you going." And he's the first person. In all this time, that had anything positive to say, and I was like, "All right, this is my, this is gonna work." So I go back to him the next day. We look at the X-rays, and oh, your back's fucked up. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like, "Your L one and five are all locked up. They don't. Your spine can arch in it. Your neck should have a, a an arch. Neck is straight up and down. It doesn't have an arch." Um, and the L1 through 5 were just 
locked. They wouldn't move forward. They don't move backwards. Um, they're locked up. Little bone spurs right here because of that. And he's like, and you have 10 nations, which basically be- uh, Lombard's being locked up and, and being the way they are is the nerves being bothered and being um, causing the numbness in my left leg, causing the, the pain that's um, and those subluxations are what's causing all the pain. Subluxations and all my lumbars, and you only got fucking five of them. I went home that day. I was like, how many how many lumbars do we have? How many L hours? Well, all of them that I have are fucking locked up. And he's like, and so this next day is like, let's, you know, is um, the next 60 days, three days a week. You're back. We do what we need to do and we'll get you healed. We'll get so that's what I've been doing for the last. It started last week. Um, I did three days a week this week. I go back tomorrow and then on Thursday, <clears throat> I've already paid them for the 60 uh, um, basically, I just uh, I lay down on that damn adjustment bed. He gives a, a, a massage with this heavy duty massager thing. Then he uses a, a vibrocussion horseshoe looking thing and breaks up the scar tissue and whatever else. And he goes all the way up and down my spine with that thing. Then I get an adjustment. Sit on a half moon um, ball, uh, 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 a balance, mm-hmm. and I do some hip exercises, and then I'm done for the day. And as I progress, and as we get better, we'll start adding more, more ways to heal me, more adjustment, stretching, more uh, exercises that we can do that aren't painful, that are making things better. I'm two weeks into that. Um, I'm starting to feel better. I'm standing up more. I'm having a little more more ease with the walking. Um, so we're we're on the we're on the mend, William. Finally, we're, we're finally got an answer. That's the we've got a game plan to get it fixed. Um, it's a slow haul there, but we're getting it done. And that's yeah, what's been. Good. What's it? What's his time frame? What does he think? How long will this? Take? He's given me he, well, a sixty day plan right now. Sixty days. <clears throat> sixty days. Yeah. Um. But he he thinks after the first thirty, we're we're gonna see some pretty good progress. Um, things are moving. I can hear the the adjustments on that lower back. I can hear things getting a little more snap, poppy, crackly each time. Yesterday we had a real good one. Um. He likes to change the lyrics to all of his songs to be. Oh boy! Uh, yeah, it's 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 something else. It's something else. <laughs> Ever the song comes on, he sings it and adds chiropractorish words. Uh, it's it family. Um, but yeah, yeah chiro- what, what kind of chiropractory words like back? Uh, I wish I could remember. So there's a, a 
someone yesterday from the movie, one of my favorite movies, uh, Dazed and Confused. So yeah, that yeah. sounds, and I'm it might. I don't know if it was slow ride, dude. Take it easy. Yeah, I think it might have been that song. It was like uh, chiropractor. Uh, get adjustment. Yeah, it's something like it's <laughs> fucking that, and it's every song. Literally, so the second he did it, the first day I was there, uh, he did it right away, and I was like, "Wow, you got a lot of these uh, chiropractors." And he's like, you know what? Some of them I just make up on the spot. <laughs> Off the top, I'm filing these songs. Oh, and every those cracks has said that. Now that's our thing. Nice. That's our buddy buddy moment of the day, where he's not just my chiropractor, but he's mm-hmm. also my friend. Yeah. Um, now, do you make up your own lyrics also? I haven't yet. I haven't. I've been so taken aback by his uh, willingness to uh, share with me his chiropractor songs. I should start. Well, I can't predict what he's going to have to play, what he's going to play, what's playing in the speakers. Well, you can't predict either. Well, he's had 15 years of practice, though. Okay. I got you. It's kind of like dead or alive. It could be good dead or alive practice, Doug. Um, you know, you, you don't know what's coming on next, but uh, you just got to be ready, ready to roll. You're right. I'll see what I can do. I think that's a, it would sure be fun for him. I'm sure if I did do that. Absolutely. Well, Doug, so that's we'll a horrible story. Um, and I'm sorry to hear about your experience. Uh, as I've been through back pain myself, uh, there's really nothing worse, uh, as far as, you know, not having to be hospitalized in a coma or paralyzed or anything like that. Uh, but as far as just having to live day by day with an injury uh, and some pain, back pain is, is one of the worst because it's, it is crippling because uh, you just, just like you described, I mean, from your feet all the way to your freaking hands, man, it's just numbness and awfulness. So I'm sorry that you're going through that. It just, it sucks about how much, yeah. How much it just it just puts everything in shame. I can't cook, uh, you know. So we're we're eating out. Hey, delivery. It's fucking expensive. It's terrible. It's bad. Um, I mean, we get some good food too, but uh, it's shitty. I can't wait till. And I bet today I did. I went in and I cleaned my kitchen today. So I get and I got some groceries last week. Um, did you go to Harps? Is it harps or is it hy V? It's been such a long time. I forgot. Yeah, hy V. It's the first time uh, this uh, this last weekend. Yeah. Uh, but that's it. I've been potting because it's hard to, you just mentally, you're yeah. just not there to be all fucking jovial and have a fun time. Try to be all fucking, you know, fun for the whole crippling pain, or even if you're not in crippling pain at the time, just some. There was a point in time where I would take a, a like a vape pen of a Delta Eight, which is that least stuff. And I took a, a 
a hit off of that. And when I exhaled at the, at the point of full exhalation, I would get a sharp pain. It, it would literally just reverberate from the center side to the left and right to the point where it would, it would make you fucking and, and, and just noticeable pain. So just cause pain at times. And it's just hard to fucking do a all that shit going on, but it's it's time to suck it up. I'm not that anymore as far as the the resting pain. Um, and we got to get back to doing our podcast. Yep. Um, people have been asking when's gonna when's the next. And good lord, our our one supporter, financial mm-hmm. supporter, not yeah. just our one supporter, financial supporter has not pulled the plug, charged his monthly support fee, and we're not giving him any quality content. Yeah. Feel bad. We're back. We're going to be back, and it's going to be fantastic. We're back. We appreciate Richard with his continued support. Is it? Is it's possible he forgot he was supporting us? It uh, is possible. Maybe he just he doesn't see that charge, perhaps. Yeah, it's, it's, it's such a not such. He's not noticing. Well, that. man, we don't we don't want to say that. It's not a small thing, don't, Richard. Don't. Yeah, don't, don't listen to Douglas there. It's it's a I mean, sizable but... fee of sponsorship. It's very kind of you. It's not pennies. It's it's great. It's great. Dang, Doug. Try to lose our sponsorship on the very first show back. <laughs> no, I'm not trying to lose it's, our sponsorship. It's, it's such a it's such a static minimal amount. <laughs> why would anybody why would anybody even realize that was coming out of the bank account? It's like you spend that much on Coke and on the pop machine on a day, I'm sure. <laughs> Not what I'm saying at all, Richard. Son of a bitch. That's why it is. That's it. That's all I have for today. I just right. but, 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 so that's it. Do you have any questions, comments, concerns you've already no, made? Your, your, your story was great. It wasn't great, but it was very detailed um, through all the pain. Uh, you know, you've also... You know, for those that follow you on Snapchat, you're not on there nearly as much. We miss those daily updates. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's just been it's been life altering for you, and I, I hope that we're we're close to the edge. But no, I have I have no further questions. Uh, just that I'm rooting for you, and I'm glad to hear that you're at least doing better at this point. Thank you, thank you, thank you, and thank you for those people that have asked questions and have been supportive as well. Certainly appreciate the kind words. So you the other day did a. What did you do? Uh, Instagram, a Snapchat. You did something on the the documentary, the Woodstock '99 documentary on HBO Max, indicating I just, that you. I, yeah, I just I just shared an Instagram story, letting people know that the Woodstock '99 uh, documentary is out and that it was a great watch. That's what I. Did. You did indeed, and I saw that, and and I. Decided to get on HBO Max. Speaking of getting on HBO Max, I'm glad we brought this up. I'm pretty sure I've been hacked. And I couldn't get logged into HBO Max. I was putting in my password. I actually got the password saved on my computer. Mm-hmm. And when I put it in, it was saying that the password wasn't correct. There was a problem with it. And I'm getting on there and trying to figure out what the fuck's going on with my HBO Max. And I can't get signed in. I'm trying to do the forget password, and they're sending shit to my email, but I'm never getting anything sent to my email. Um, I should have got something to drink before we did this podcast. I'm dying. Yeah. Um, 
So, so you think you think someone hacked into your account and then took your login and password information and changed it? Uh, yeah, one hundred percent. I'll tell you here's why. Okay. I never get logged in. So like four days later, I try it again. I get back on. I go to the whole HBO Max online because I don't have it on my. I just HBO Max. Um, and I finally get. I go to an email. I'm like, well, when's the last time HBO Max even emailed me? Are they still billing me? Go to my bank account. I'm like, yep, they took money out uh, in June. Um, it's about to come out in July, I think this week. <clears throat> um, I'm like, all right, so I'm still getting billed. I go to my email. I haven't got an email from May, and they've been pretty good about blowing my shit up. Um, so I'm like, the email, and I click on one of the links on the email, hoping that it would take me to HBO Max, like with my long. Sure shit it did. Clicked on that link and it took me back and now I'm logged. It says who are you logging in as? And it has my name Douglas and the initial D. And so I click on Douglas and I'm in my account. So I go to my account set, which I'll do right now. Uh oh. Which I'll do right now. I'm gonna go see so what I'm gonna do. So I'm gonna go to my account set. I'm going to go to those settings. Yep. Just to go read to you the email address. Okay. Is so I go there and I go to the account settings, which I'm going to do right now. Okay. Mm. Oh, yep. boy. Yeah, <clears throat> I go to my account settings. I click mm -hmm. the password on the login. Mm -hmm. No, 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 no. Okay. Oh, boy. I don't. <laughs> Nothing works anymore. I'm trying to do it right now. Okay, yeah. thank you. you just got to be patient. Be patient. Be now, patient. here's the thing, Doug. I have a question about, it, even though you're not. Go ahead. You're not really. It's generally you can't change the email address to an account that you have online. That would be pretty strange. But yeah, you're but saying you that say your HBO Max is now a different email address. Yes. When I signed up for it, you had to sign up. Uh, Active email account, so I use right. my Dougie Doug account that I've had since mm -hmm. I was twenty three, right. um, and that's how and that's where I was getting my emails. Um, so I know I had the correct email address. Went to the settings somewhere. Um, I hit one of the buttons, forgot something. Mm -hmm. It's like we're sending an email to, and it's. I'm like, well, that's not my fucking email address. It's like a triple a. M B something M A N seventy four something something four thousand. It's some at O P mail. Hmm. Some long fucking email address at Y O P mail. So it's sending the forgot password emails that I click a link to to reset my password to that triple A long ass email address that's very strange what the fuck is that? that's so i can't get yeah. my p so i'm like all right change email. well when you go to change your email address they want you to put your password in and the six or seven passwords that i would use none of them so not only has my email changed on my change um my password has changed 
and I can't fucking get signed in. Or I can't get signed in to change it. I can get signed in under my name to watch shit, but I can't change anything. And there's nowhere, if you go to your account and you go to HBO Max, mm-hmm. it's triple. Here's my email address. I finally got logged back in. A-A-A-H-B-M-A-N-X-X-N-A-G-A-D-U-4 at EOPmail.com. That ain't me. That's you not should, me. You, oh. should Google, you should Google that email address. Oh, for real? That's a yeah. thing? I mean, I, I don't know if it's a thing, but it could be. Google Google's there for everything. I think you could Google that. And be like, what is... And then just put in that email address. Uh, is there Now, is there an HBO Max customer service number you can call? Not on their website anywhere. I finally did Google that. I Googled HBO. There's nowhere where it says contact us. When it says contact us, it just takes you to the generic FAQs website and shows you tells you how to change your information. But there's not actually anywhere. Say, yo, this shit is hacked. Googled HBO uh, HBO customer service number, and I found one. And I call this fucking guy up, and it is at four thirty. Thankfully, they're, they're open 24-7. Um, somebody answers the phone right away, and I tell him the situation. This information. So he gets all my ver- verifying information from me, that he wants, and then I give him the email address, and he's like, okay, put password. And he gives me the fucking password. I put work. And, he, and And we've got a little bit of He's got an accent. And so now we're both, you know, M is in Michael, M is in Nancy. We're going back, we're repeating the shit four or five times to me. Um, I'm saying letters he's not saying. He's saying letters I'm not saying. Um, it's getting extremely fucking frustrating. Uh, he gives me a second password that's completely different from the first password. <clears throat> and, and now he's like, well, I don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa! There's got to be somebody. That... He's like, yeah, well, it's not me. Um, I don't know what's going. On. There's nobody I can talk to, so uh, I'll just escalate higher, and they're gonna reach back and talk to you about it. And I was like, how? They'll email you. I was like, that's one on file, which is wrong. He's like, no, I wrote down in the in your correct email address, and he read it back to me. I haven't been contacting. Nobody's contacting me. That was last week. Uh, nobody's contacted me. Have I reached back out? No, I haven't, because I forgot until we just now brought it up. <laughs> <sighs> well, so that's yeah, going that on. Was, that, that's a, that's our Woodstock conversation. We got anything else, Doug? Nope, I just. Wanted to say I watched the Woodstock thing. So I get on there. I'm watching this Woodstock shit. I I must have just been... Here's why I don't think we had the conversation. Because I didn't know any of this shit happened. I didn't realize it was as bad as it was. I knew on the last day they caught some shit on fire. Mm-hmm. Um, the MTV stuff where they were scared and they held it out of there. I do mm-hmm. remember... And Carson getting pelted with bottles and sh- right. during some day broadcast, 
but I guess I really didn't read. I didn't realize it was on the giant X Air Force Base um, with the blacktop. Yeah, I didn't realize it was a mile in between stages. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize. I just didn't realize all the negative shit that they talked documentary. I mean, let's let's be honest. This documentary was what two hours long, and yeah. and an hour fifty of it was negative. Oh, I would say 90% of it was negative. It was very uh, anti-straight white male. Um, <laughs> uh, it was not a good depiction of our group of people. Um, and, and yeah, it focused on a whole bunch of negative. The positive aspects that they did put on there uh, were very, are still very vivid memories for me. And it, the, the truth is Woodstock, so you can't excuse the sexual assaults and because of those sexual assaults, uh, Woodstock 99 forever is marred um outside of that though all the other kind of angst and shit and riots that they talked about it wasn't as awful as what the documentary made it out to be because again there there were four hundred thousand people there and there were some angry people but uh, i mean while i was there i was having the time of my life and it wasn't until like the music stopped on sunday night and the riots escalated and the National Guard came in and we saw a truck, what we thought fell on top of somebody, but probably not. Um, it wasn't until then that we were like, all right, we, we need to get out of there. Because basically, Warlaw and I were just walking around the entire grounds, just watching there because there were riots at this point in every single section you went to. People were destroying the campgrounds, the porta potties. They were setting everything they could on fire. They were beating up ATM machines, like they talked about in the documentary. So, and then there would be other places where you could go, and it was like a huge glow stick war between hundreds and hundreds of people. They were just throwing glow sticks back and forth to each other, uh, like a freaking battle. It was amazing. Um, so, as was much bad as done in fun. No, that that was done in fun. <laughs> and, yeah, right. It, one of, one of the things I I had forgotten about was the drumming uh, of the trash barrel. Oh. I completely forgotten about that. And it when when it came on the documentary, it set off in my mind that there were literally there were people literally doing that all four days we were there. Constant, constant drumming um throughout the entire grounds. It was very annoying, uh, but they were having the time. As soon as somebody stopped to be step in and take their place. Yeah. That should yeah. just happen all yeah. times. Yeah, it just never stopped. Just oh, God. So terrible. So that's what I was wondering. It's like you sit there and talk about how much of a, an amazing experience it was. So, so you didn't run into, I mean, so what was your, did you use with finding somewhere to use the restroom? Did you walking through muddy shit water? Did you? Yes, absolutely. In fact, our tents, our tent was close oh, to no. a line of porta potties. And there was a huge, by Sunday night, there was what we called Lake Shitty Kaka uh, because we knew that it was shit and piss in that lake. And we were just hoping was not going to make it to our tent. Uh, and two girls got into a wrestling match in Lake Shitty Kaka on Sunday night. And we were just like, just amazed. <laughs> we're like, do they know what they're doing right now? It was disgusting. The porta potties were awful. I'm real confident we didn't take, we didn't even attempt to take a shower in the four days we were there. Um, so, I mean, that it was very poorly organized, absolutely. The waters uh, was a constant issue. Um, and the, What did uh, you guys do for that? What Did you guys come prepared? Did you all have food and water necessitated? 
Uh, We weren't prepared in that regard, but what we did do is, you know, because we didn't want to have to spend $4 and plus wait in lines to get a water. We we would just hold on to one water bottle and then we would go try to find like they they showed the girls bathing in one of those water fountains. We would try our best to go find what we thought thought would be like a clean water area and we'd fill our water bottle. Um, and I think Wardlaw um, had like a, a camel pack. So you could have camel packs in there. Um, and so we just kind of carried around a camel pack the entire time. So the food and the water, the situation was not good. And you, they sold pizza boxes. So basically my meal each day, I think I'd, I'd have a pizza in the morning and a pizza uh, like sometime in the afternoon or night. And that was basically all, I, all, all I'd eat today are at, at those particular moments. So for, I think for four days straight, I had pizza four days straight. And in wow. fact, I'm in the I'm in the uh, Woodstock '99 uh, video performance, uh, watching Seven Dust. Um, yes, you had mentioned and, that in the podcast. Yeah, so uh, when Seven Dust performs, you can see me. I'm holding up a water bottle in one hand, and I have a box of pizza in the other hand. <laughs> of Seven Dust. So that's that was basically my weekend. Seven Dust Woodstock '99 YouTube. And we're going to see Will holding up a water bottle and pizza. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'll have to pause it, and you'll have to know what I look like in '99. But yeah, it's, it's definitely it's definitely there. Uh, it's I was like, also where's... wearing a I was also wearing a backwards red cap because you know I loved Fred Durst and Let Biscuit was there. Um, and as always, the documentary really dragged Let Biscuit through the mud. <laughs> uh, oh my God! Before... They played all goddamn Sunday night on uh, Fred Durst. Yeah. Yeah, the organizer called Fred Durst a moron. Uh, he says that they kept going out there to talk to him to help calm things down. But I just don't know what they expect a rock and roll star to do. This was this is what rock and roll this is kind of what you want. And it was pure chaos during their set. It's the most massive crowd I've ever seen is for that Lent Biscuit set at Woodstock. And the crowd just went insane. They just went out of their freaking minds um, as they showed during the performance. I also thought it was funny when uh, the mayor of uh, Rome, New York, said he went to yeah. speak to Anthony Kiedis to help him to try to help it out. And their reaction was to go out and play fire by Jimi Hendrix. Uh, so <laughs> you're, you're just not you're just not going to get help from rock and roll stars for the most part. Like, hey, chill out, please, because that's not what rock and roll is about. So. And, but, uh, you know, they, they also depicted quite a bit about the naked women that were there. And, and one of the organizers just had a very, very cringy moment that I'm shocked that he was able to keep on there where he actually blamed yeah. all the sexual assaults that happened on the fact that women there were naked. He literally said, what would you, what should, what, what do you expect? Yeah, that was awful. What that was an awful expect? moment. Yeah, that was not a good look for that dude. No, um, yeah, just that whole thing was just absolutely from the from the DMX performance where in the whole white crowd was saying my N word mm-hmm. and and that's you know that's the song he was singing. Um and they were singing the song. It just was amazing. And I love the the uh the comparisons to the old Woodstocks, yeah. uh, the nineteen sixties Woodstock, um how peace, love and happiness uh, and then, and, and you know how <clears throat> what Creed brought out some dude to play guitar. You know, crowd didn't know the fuck that guy was. The yeah, 1999... Robbie, Robbie Krieger from yeah. the Doors. Yeah, and how the crowd, you know, people would uh, just say uh, they would just reference 
the the 60 what year was it in the 60s the 69 yeah the 69 woodstock but it was just over everybody's head well they don't know anything about the 69 woodstock 30 years later a bunch of a bunch of teenagers or 20 year old people uh it was just yeah that was just the complete opposite and like they said the angst and the it's just the lineup. There was only three female artists, and they were all on separate days. Cheryl, mm-hmm. Crow, Jewel, and Lance Morissette mixed yeah. in with the likes of fucking Corn, Kid Rock. Uh, what did Kid Rock say in his in the documentary? Didn't he say some sexist shit? Uh, I don't remember that part. The, the thing I remember about the Kid Rock part. Oh, he did. He said uh, the Bill, Bill Clinton. Uh, he said Bill Clinton yeah. is the biggest pimp in, in the world, uh, in the history yeah. of the world. Uh, and, and, and Monica, yeah, and Monica Lewinsky's a, a bitch, I believe, is what he said, or a hoe, one of the two. The thing I remember most about the Kid Rock performance is the amount of trash that was being thrown during his entire set. Wow, that's wild. That's just so. And, and you and I had Snapchatted back and forth, and you had brought up the fact that the the sea, the the four hundred thousand people, and you're just in a sea of people, mm-hmm. and, and you just sway, you just move, uh, and you have no control. And when that dude was describing that, I've I've had that experience one time as well. Um, it was a Metallica concert in uh, Austin, Texas, that's no longer there. Um, South Park Meadows fight live uh metallica and somebody else i don't remember who oh uh suicidal tennis. um white quite the light up isn't it some live live with rob halford's side band and suicidal tendencies and metallica i bet that went over. yeah it was fucking awesome um and during, uh, i'm 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 in the mix i'm close i'm in the first first fourth of the audience first you know handful of rows um i've never experienced anything like that in my life where all of a sudden you're so and your feet are not moving but you are literally going forward backwards left and you have no control of your movements whatsoever you literally have no physical control on what direction you're moving you it was the scare uncomfortable thing I'd ever experienced in my life. I got the fuck out of there. It was like that yeah. kid on the documentary that was like, hey man, I, I can't do this. And told his buddy, I'm heading back this direction. And he stayed and ended up dying. But yeah. I, was, I was the same way. I literally turned around. I, I was like, I'm out. I'm going back. I can't do this. And I fought my fucking way out of that crowd. I just was like, bulldoze and like pushing motherfuckers left and right getting out of the way uh, and people were they would they'd move and let me through but when i got out of there man thank god i can breathe again i've got control yeah. i don't know how you do that i bet you stayed the time right there in a sea of madness no so th- there were a couple scenes especially from the attendees who were talking about their experience that i 100 percent related to one was the swaying back and forth and you not having any control about what you're doing, the movement, like you stated. And then the other was the one of the dudes talking about how he was in the crowd, but he was like 
he, he was cold and he thought he was going through like hypothermia. I experienced that similar thing on Friday. I, I got a little too gung ho on Friday. So on Friday, man, so that DMX performance, I'm right there in the front. That corn performance, which to me is still one of the most amazing video live videos you'll ever see when blind kicks in and it's just the way I'm in, I'm literally like in the middle of that. And it was a horrific, uh, terrifying experience. Uh, so I, I, I had to fight like hell to get out of there. And I was wiped out. Um, I was probably dehydrated. Um, I was shivering and I was cold. And it, it, it felt like it took forever because I'm trying to get through tens of thousands of people yeah. who are going to the stage. And I'm going the opposite way. Like, uh, what, what is it? A salmon, a bass? Who? What swims the opposite way? Whatever that is. Yeah, yeah, I'm, sure. I'm doing that. And so when I finally got out into the open, man, I just collapsed. <laughs> I just collapsed on the on the ground. Uh, I was I was just thankful that I was still alive. I mean, I really was. I was so thankful because it, corn was at the end of the day, and so I had been in the, that pit, um, in that heat, um, and, and bottled in for like seven hours at that point. You know, I didn't. I don't think I. Uh, you know, we watched uh, Wardlaw and I watched uh, uh, James Brown. And we watched G Love together, and I think. It was the third act, maybe Sheryl Crow or maybe Live, I can't remember who, where I decided I'm going in. And so I went in and I didn't see Warlaw until after Bush. So I, I stayed at the very back of the uh the that particular stage for through that throughout the Bush performance just to make sure I was alive and okay. And then once Bush uh ended, I went back to the tent, which like they talked about on the it it was just it's amazing that we found our tent every day because <laughs> there was no real instruction. Um, and like they, they talked about, they had that loss and found for people that loss and found for people was massive. It was thousands of notes to read through, uh, like Jared, where are you? Catherine, meet me here at this so-and-so time. I mean, it was, uh, it was like, it would have been its own art exhibit Really, They should have kept it, um, and put it up for art because no cell phones whatsoever, just pay phones, uh, of people trying to connect with each other who they got there. Uh, that the death part was really sad. It was kind of confusing too because Metallica was performing like at midnight. So this guy, he was with his friend all the way up until midnight and Metallica's performing and somehow, uh, you know, he never saw his friend again. That was, that was not a part of the documentary I was expecting. Really sad to hear that. Yeah. That's insane. And I think, I think at our age and, and how long, when it doesn't matter our age, how long we've had this technology of cell phones, you forget that back in 1999, for those of us that were around um, back then, there was no cell phones. There was no way to contact you. 400,000 people. You're fucking dying of heat exhaustion. you got to separate from your friends in the crowd. Uh, you go to the back, and it turns out you don't see them again for the rest of the trip. Mm -hmm. uh, because, like you said, it's a sea of tents that are just on top of each other. Uh, there's just people on top of each other. There's no way to contact your friends because there's no cell phones. Yeah. I mean, how do you, so what if there's a pay phone? How am I yeah. going to contact you on a pay phone? Yeah. Pay phone does uh, you no good. Yeah. That's good. And I thought back of whenever you and I went to like Austin city limits music festival and how it'd be like, we, you'd call each other. You'd send a text message. You meet me here. I'll be over here. This is where I'm at. Uh, without that, yeah, that's just fucking insane to me that people had to go through that. Uh, that's, a, that's a scary experience as well. 
to be without your friends and have to go to a fucking missing persons tent and just weed through thousands upon thousands mm-hmm. upon thousands of fucking post-it notes and everything else just to even find a note from your friend saying this is where I'm at. I couldn't yeah, imagine. I mean, it to. had to be a needle, a needle in the haystack, basically. And in a lot of, and a lot of what you would find is that not only were they posting those notes, but there, there was literally hundreds of people who just hung out in that area because they're lost from their people. And I'm so thankful. And I don't know how we did it, but Wardlaw and myself and Guthrie didn't lose each other. Uh, we had separated a couple times, but we always managed to get back to the tents. We always managed to somehow meet up at some point. So luckily we didn't have to go through that. Uh, I, it would have been an entirely different experience if I would have separated from Wardlaw on Friday like we did because I went up to the stage and he held back and then I just never saw Wardlaw the rest of the freaking weekend. <laughs> like How awful of an experience that would have turned out to be. Oh, so I'm, that's I'm glad that did not happen. That's crazy. So your your cars, I assume, are outside of the fence? Yeah, we want we want the long ways with our camping gear. <laughs> yeah, so the cars yeah, so, I mean, are outside I'm, of the fence. I do see in the video people are like walking through the gate, all carrying all of their gear. So you guys had to park outside of the fucking gates and then go hiking to somewhere to fucking set up a tent. Oh man, that's crazy. Do you in remember in a hundred degree weather? It was it was awful. Well, that's insanity. Wow. Well, that's that's cool. I mean, that's awesome that you had that experience, um, and especially after seeing that documentary, I, I just didn't and, realize all the shit yeah, that went on there. Yeah, I mentioned uh, that the morning we 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 spent the the previous night in uh, Liverpool, New York, and we went out to eat the next morning before we got on the road to Woodstock. I think we had like an hour and a half to two hours left. And right before we got onto the interstate, uh, my buddy Guthrie told me he could not find his Woodstock ticket. Um, he was going through his backpack. He was going through everything in the back seat. Couldn't find it. And so I pulled over on the on-ramp uh, to get on the interstate, and we start searching. He can't find his Woodstock ticket anywhere. To make matters worse, a cop has decided to join us. Um, and I just say, we're going to Woodstock. We're in our early 20s. We did not need a cop to join us in this search. I can I can promise you that. Um, and so the cop ends up questioning us, giving us giving us like the third degree. She wants to she wants to search our car, and if she searched our car, we wouldn't have gone to Woodstock. I was thankfully I was able to say no. You do not have permission to search my car. Um, and then she really really got mad after that but but apparently she she did end up letting us go uh we went to woodstock with guthrie without having his woodstock ticket he uh he had to wait until we got all the way through security and security guards were being shady as fuck as you saw in the documentary uh, so a, a security guard had an extra woodstock ticket that he was scalping basically uh so guthrie had to scalp a woodstock ticket off the security there oh wow god could you imagine if he wasn't able to scalp a ticket then what happens he takes the car and stays in Podunk, uh, fucking New York, and waits for you guys. Ultimately, I think he could have just handed a security guard, and it may be that way instead of what I'm saying. He, he, he I think he could have just handed the security guard a hundred dollar bill to get through the door. Yeah. Wow, they're that shady. Was it there? Yeah. I like we were the security guards like, well, fuck, I tell you what, give me a hundred bucks, I'll let you right through. Well, I, I mean, as you saw in the documentary, they, they went through like a six-hour class, um, and that was basically it. And then once they got on site, uh, they were just overwhelmed. And once they did their role, they basically took their security shirts off and were part of the crowd at that point. So they just it, it just 
it was just another part of the Woodstock experience that was really poorly coached, trained, uh, put together. Um, and, and that was a big one. Wow. It's fascinating. I think that's pretty cool. I enjoyed that documentary and it's, it's, it's cool to have a inside perspective. So many of actually been there, what they went through to, to, to imagine that I see, you know, Ward is, uh, his uh, tribute to Wood Stub, him being there. Uh, that's cool. I think it's pretty neat. And that's just fucking, like you said, that I've been to three shows and two of them, I had to get out of the pit to the, the middle and head back. And just, I couldn't imagine four days of that. Three three days or four days? Uh, we were we were on site for four days. The music was three days. Uh, we left during the riots at approximately probably around two a.m. Uh, it took us hours to get out of there, um, and then did the twenty nine hour drive home. I think. Wow, neat stuff. Well, I was chatting. I could come up with something else, but it's already been a little over an hour. Uh, I guess I really don't have anything to add to this one, unless you've got something. I was going to do Dead or Alive tonight. Um, did I already mention that? Our host was not available. To do Dead Our or Alive. Not available. Yeah. Um, so we'll get it scheduled. This was kind of on the fly. Um, I've been wanting to do this uh, for a while, but, <clears throat> you know, like I said, every time you go for it, it's kind of just that, that not feeling it. So this was quickly planned. And, and so we'll be back on top of it uh, next week the regular flow of things um get your money's worth at our sat gate and uh, i do have i did go by the way to the grocery yeah. um, you that. last weekend these motherfuckers mm. and coke in a sack and i mm. sons of bitch uh so until next week doug it's good to have you back i do want to say happy belated birthday to you but i'm thank you. happy to be back on the pod with you i'm very excited uh, for us to be back together. The summer vacation uh, back injury is complete, and we're back to back, to, uh, hopefully back to a weekly basis. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, your back injury still has some time to go. Yeah. We're, we're getting nope. better. We're getting better. Still using a goddamn walker. I had to put yeah. new goddamn sled, uh, gliders on the back of my walker, and I'd burn through the original. Mm-hmm. Um, and speaking of, you said the happy birthday to me. I haven't officially... I don't believe, but congratulations on baby number two. Good, sir. Oh, thank you. Yes, thank you're you. excited. Larry, I heard as uh, the plan on the on the on the No Judgments Here podcast I listened to. That is the plan. According that's that's up to mom and baby. But yeah, February sixteenth sure. right now is yeah, how that's we're exciting. going. So exciting, exciting Dude. times. Wee, you get very old. <laughs> No, it's she's gonna be almost two when when the new one comes into the world. So that's going to be, oh boy, that's gonna be something. I don't know if we talked. I I don't know if we planned it. I I don't know. Oh boy, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. I am too. That's fantastic. Well, William, to do this, I was dreading it. I was gonna be honest with you. uh, Whenever. 750 rolled around. I was going to text you and say, uh, I'm not feeling it. Uh, I was, it was honestly hoping whenever you text to be, uh, I, I can't, uh, 
something's up, something's up. baby issues or something. He couldn't do it tonight. Uh, and I was looking for and you know worries will do it another night. <laughs> but, I mean, we were getting clo- we were getting close to that area, uh, Douglas. If, if Pearl would have stayed up like ten more minutes, I would have been like, all right, I can't get Pearl to go to bed. So, but I'm glad uh, that, that happened. I am too. I'm glad. Knock some of the rust off. Get back to going, and we'll be back better than ever next week. William, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for being patient and uh, dealing with the delay. Those of you that are regular listeners, um, thank you for putting up with the delay as well. And um, look forward to doing this uh, some more in the future. Absolutely. Take care. See you next time. All right. We're Doug and Will and we are off the rail, off the rail.